All right. It's live. You're live. Bitcoin and beyond. We're actually live. Like, this is kind of nice because now we always say, like, we are live. And now we actually are. We are live. It's true. We are actually live. We're actually live. Um, So this is going to be a fun episode. Right, Corey? Yep. Buckle up. Uh, So we decided that everyone in the uh, blockchain world, right? Because that's the world that we are in. We're in the blockchain world, right? Uh, Is obsessed with people, right? And we had been talking about maybe doing this only because, uh, you know, I had an SV meetup, for example, and some guy came and all he wanted to talk about was a certain individual that's associated with Bitcoin SV, right? That's all he cared about. And that was his reasoning for not liking it. He didn't have any other reason. He was just like, I just don't really like that guy. Um, this has been not a new thing uh, for the most part. For the most part, it's been happening since, I don't know about you, but I've, you know, go to blockchain meetups, go to whatever else. And, and that's the the first thing people are obsessed with, right? Is uh, it's fake Toshi, right? <clears throat> right? So, and I would say it's the biggest hit on it's the biggest problem that people have with uh bitcoin sv like that's the first argument that they make is fake toshi and when we started this podcast we kind of hoped we would just never have to deal with it right we did an episode actually people probably don't even know this uh a long time ago it was our third episode Corey. i mean it might have been fifth episode it was something very early yeah where we were very frustrated as just regular people uh We were frustrated because what we saw, that was at the time when Vitalik, I think it was Vita- it was at the Deconomy conference and Vitalik and Samson and all these other people were, were saying ban Craig Wright from conferences. And it was, it was crazy to me. It was just, it was crazy. I was like, why are we going to ban this guy from conferences? He's making a lot of sense. Right. And that was, that was obviously um, shared by a lot of people in the Bitcoin cash world at the time. It's making a lot of sense. And we just made an episode titled Satoshi Nakamoto is dead. That's what we we talked about. Uh, it was obviously a provocative t- uh, title because <laughs> we had we had no listeners. We were trying to provoke some people to listen to us. Um, it was Emin Gunsire, Peter Risen, a lot of people kind of on board with banning Craig. Um, we actually caused a little bit of a stir back then, and that maybe maybe helped us get started, right? Uh, yeah. Get started in, in this world of of the politics of Bitcoin. So. Uh, so, and, and the whole point of that, that episode is kind of like, look, there's a lot of falsehoods about Craig, but how about we just like only analyze his ideas? How about we just analyze his ideas, ignore any claims about Satoshi, all that kind of stuff. Uh, clearly we overestimated the world of Bitcoin, right? We overestimated, uh, that we were very new to this whole public per, uh, thing in Bitcoin. We, I don't know about you, Corey, I overestimated the intelligence level of people. Because all they want to talk about, they just went back to the same talking points, and, and then it doesn't actually matter that he's he's made some novel claims. It just matters that uh, he's Craig Wright, right? Right. So we decided to play into the hands of the lowest common denominator for this episode, and we are gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about the facts about about Craig Wright. So we're actually gonna just gonna take just factual, no opinion, just there's factual stuff out there. We're gonna go through the entire timeline, and what I hope this serves as i don't know about you Corey, but i I hope that this serves as just like okay if all someone wants to just talk about is craig right 
we're going to just, I'm, I'm just going to send them this video. I'm going to say, go ahead, go for it. Okay. And I also want to make it clear before we start, this is not the whole timeline. There's actually a lot more interesting things in this timeline that we are going to write up, um, hopefully within the next week. Hopefully by the time you see this next week, we will have written this up. Um, and, and, and it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that part's crazy, but that's, that's a whole nother thing, right, Corey? That's a whole, whole other thing that we're going to, we're going to save for later. Um, but this is right. just going to be, we, we, you know, uh, we spent a while putting together, putting this together. Um, even, you know, for my own reference, I'd started compiling a lot of this a long time ago because I just found it crazy that no one talks about this. Right. Um, and we're going to do a few things. So there's a few more disclaimers. Number one, we're going to avoid all blog posts. So, so all of Craig's GSE compliance blog posts. We're going to ignore those. Um, I, I don't think there's actually, uh, there's no way to actually know if any of those blog posts were real at the time of, of, of when they were allegedly there. Um, that's a whole separate topic, right? Right. But I, I just want to preface the fact too that like um, the point of this is just get a, a timeline of facts that have happened in the past um this is like this isn't us speculating on who is satoshi nakamoto because again i don't think it really matters but we're only doing this because people have become involved and have this obsession with fake toshi and and i think it's important to have a historical record no matter what no matter what you think it would be a shame if there's people that actually have this information like we have it all lined up right here and it just gets lost to history because no one wants to talk about it. That's the other thing, right? I mean, defending Craig Wright, as you saw in the interview we did with Roger, that's all Roger wanted to talk about was Craig Wright. So if that's all he wants to talk about, let's talk about it. That's my that's my opinion. And, and yeah. of course, this video will get more dislikes probably than, than any other video we have, right? But I, I just don't care. I just don't care. It, it just seems crazy to me that if you see truth, and this, these are all facts, we're, we're, all we're going to do is lay out facts. It needs to be talked about. So I say we get into it unless you have anything else. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So uh, I'm going to attempt to share my screen. I don't know if the audio is going to go over. So that's the only thing we're going to need to figure out as we go through this. So um, if anyone, Corey, if you can maybe even monitor the chat or something and we can just find out if uh, if people are able to. Yeah, I got it up on one screen over here. Okay. So if you can't hear any of the videos, you can let us know. But otherwise... This is, this is, we're going to start from the very, 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 very beginning. Okay. So okay. let me share my screen and let's see if this works. Looks like we're good, right, Corey? You can see that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, hold on. It's like it delayed, but. Uh... That's fine. So we are sharing. The first thing we can find pretty much on the internet of Craig Wright is from the cypherpunk mailing list. Okay. Now there's plenty of posts from the cypherpunk mailing list. But this is the one that I find the most interesting. Um, why? Because he gets into an argument with Julian Assange about capitalism. And uh, he's pretty much a little crassly. He talks about how he had cancer and how uh, he took out a loan and, uh, you know, picked himself up by the bootstraps, so to say. Right. Um, <laughs> and Julian Assange. So, so he said, this is the part quoted by Julian Assange on the cypherpunk mail list. And what am I paying for to protect the status quo? I believe that there's more than enough help for people available. They just need to get off their butts and work, right? Sounds like a capitalist Craig talking. 
And Julian Assange answers very interestingly, do we really need your amateur political views, right? Um, and, and, you know, I, I've read a lot of stuff by Assange. He's not the biggest fan of capitalism. Uh, so that's, you know, not necessarily surprising reading it, but I think it's so funny to, to see it uh, right there because this is very clearly someone who, who cared about capitalism all the way back in 1996, right? And it's also important, he, we see him on the cypherpunk mailing list. I think that's very interesting, right? Um, now, so that's 1996, okay? Uh, and some of the stuff that we bring up here, it, it, it'll get brought back together as we keep going, um, but we'll, we'll kind of get there as we as we, as we we cross it. Um, the next thing that's important is if we look at the same crypto cryptography mailing list uh, where the, the Bitcoin version 0 0.1 was released in January of 2009, uh, and, and he probably has more posts out there. Again, this is just one very simple example. January 21st, Dave Kleiman is posting on the cryptography mailing list. Okay. Now, again, we're just documenting history timeline. This will, this will come into play obviously later on. Um, now, and, and maybe even right off the bat, the next thing that we can find in our timeline, and, and if anyone has gaps, they can fill in, let us know. But the next thing that we can find in the timeline is this archived video of Craig Wright's YouTube channel on April 29th, 2013, where he memorializes Dave Kleiman, his friend. Yeah, he says he was the best friend that Craig ever had. And it's, it's actually very touching, sad. Um, but uh, th this is out there. It's, it's archived. You can watch the video. We're not going to play this video for right now. Um, but it is out there. And that's April 29th, 2013. Okay. Now, um, the next jump in our timeline is to February 11th of 2014. Okay, so February 11th of 2014 is where things kind of get interesting, especially in today's light, because there's currently a lawsuit leveraged by Ira Kleiman, who is Dave Kleiman's brother, who alleges that Craig Wright stole Bitcoins, uh, that, that, that Craig and Dave created Bitcoin together, and that Craig Wright stole Bitcoins from Dave, okay? Now, in the lawsuit, and we have the whole lawsuit here, I, I have up, I should have had the other one up, but this is actually, I, I believe, Craig Wright's defendant, as the defendant, motion to dismiss the complaint, um, but it references a lot of stuff from the original, initial uh, lawsuit where uh, basically Dave Kleiman, or, so Ira Kleiman claims that, you know, Craig, defrauded Dave out of, out of all the Bitcoins, but they created Bitcoin together and, and all this other stuff. Now this is important because embedded in this lawsuit, not just this document, but the other documents from the lawsuit is the claim that, um, so I can actually get the relevant section here, just from this one. And again, you can look at whatever you want. Uh, to summarize, the complaint alleges that Dr. Wright and Dave Kleiman were involved in the creation of Bitcoin and had an oral partnership to mine Bitcoins and create intellectual property. It alleges that after Dave Kleiman died, his share of Bitcoins and intellectual property allegedly owned by the purported partnership were improperly taken by Dr. Wright. Plaintiff has no personal knowledge of any of these allegations because Dave Kleiman kept his involvement in Bitcoin a secret from his family, including the plaintiff. In fact, Plaintiff learned about Dave Kleiman's involvement in Bitcoin from Dr. Wright, who emailed condolences to Dave's father after Dave's death and told him that Dave might have left a legacy in the form of Bitcoins and codes and hard drives held by the estate. Um, now, 
this is important uh, because we have a date. So, uh, and, and there are actually, you can read these emails, but, um, and we probably can have these up here, but uh, the complaint alleges that, uh, do, 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 this is not what I'm looking for. Let's see. Uh, the complaint alleges that Wright and Kleiman had mined more than a million Bitcoins by the time of Kleiman's death and accumulated a vast wealth of Bitcoins from 2000 through 2013. Okay. Um, so that's from 2000. That's kind of interesting. Don't know where that came from. Corey, I'm actually trying to figure out uh, February 11th. Where is that listed? All right. All right, whatever. It's in here somewhere. You can find it yourself. But... Uh, I have it written down here. The client alleges that Dr. Wright initiated contact with the Kleiman family when he emailed Kleiman's father on February 11th, 2014. According to the complaint, plaintiff took over the email exchange with Dr. Wright shortly after the first email contact from Wright. It was in this email, these email exchanges that Dr. Wright alerted plaintiff to Dave Kleiman's activities, including his Bitcoin mining, all of which were unknown to plaintiff. Uh, that's in here somewhere, and, and you can find the actual emails, but this is important. February 11th, 2014. And why is this important? Because we can verify that this is probably true because on this TechCrunch article uh, written five years ago saying Bitcoin wins best technology achievement, but Satoshi doesn't show. There is a comment, which I don't know how to read the comments, but I have a screenshot here. Uh, we'll pull this up instead. Do, 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 do. I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm all over the place here. Whatever, I'll show it from the, the timeline here. Uh, Dave's father says, please send information pertaining to David Kleiman's participation in the development of Bitcoin. Corey, I'm, I'm echoing, bud. I'm echoing. I see why. Please send information pertaining to David Kleiman's participation in the development of Bitcoin. That's February 12th, 2014. Okay. That is one day after an email from Craig to Dave's father telling him he was involved in the creation of Bitcoin. So we can pretty much verify that that email did happen. Okay. 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 Now we're going to jump about a week later to February 18th, 2014. There's a transcript between the interviewer, uh, one of the interviewers, Des McMaster. That name is going to become important within the next week, but uh, for now you can just keep that in your mind. Des McMaster and interviewee, Craig Wright, John Chester, and Andrew Summer. So assuming John Chester and Andrew Summer were his legal counsel, okay? Now, there's quite a few things in here, and I don't know why no one has read this. So Gizmodo obtained these transcripts. They are legitimate. Uh, there's no... I've confirmed they're legitimate from a few different people, but uh, if anyone wants to tell me they're not legitimate, you can, but Gizmodo still stands by these are legitimate documents, okay? Um, now... There's a few interesting things in here. I'm just searching through the text. Craig Wright. I did my best to try and hide the fact that I've been running Bitcoin since 2009, but I think it's getting most, most, oh, that's a uh, formatting. I think it's getting most, most, whatever. By the end of this, I think half the world is going to bloody know. Okay. And then he talks about McMaster, the interviewers, talks about your mining would have started at Lissero at the server farm. Lissero was part of it where you have this garage full of computers and the other was at Bagnew. Okay. 
So that's one interesting statement made in the tax transcripts. But there's actually a more interesting one, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, and again, this is from the text, but uh, his counsel says, what happened is that there's the whole treatment in the, I suppose the response that we got from Craig in terms of information generally has been a paranoia process based on prior experience and taking things out or leave them in 2010 or whatever it was off to America and other places was a response to the experience that he had the last time. And the way he set things up was dot, dot, dot. McMaster says, well, the auditors that were involved in that prior one are nowhere near involved in this one. His counsel Chester says, yes, well, you were involved in it, okay? That's gonna become important, but what, the most important thing is that Craig has claimed that he tried working with the Australian tax office from 2009, trying to report everything correctly so as to uh, not be you know, screwed by the Australian tax office. That, that's his claim. Uh, it's been his claim publicly quite a bit. Um, and what we can see here is that actually in the transcript with the Australian tax office, you can pretty much confirm uh, that somewhere in 2010 or whatever it was, somewhere back then, he was in conversations with the Australian tax office about how to how to treat Bitcoin with tax, okay? Now, it gets more interesting in this one because, we're, again, we're at February 18th, 2014. That's very important as, as we keep moving forward, okay? Um, because Craig was actually, throughout the entire transcript, says this a lot, but he he's very frustrated by, because it, uh, if you read the transcript, you'll see this. He's frustrated because his business dealings are being held up by the ATO because they're under about six different audits, right? And uh, th there's very clearly confusion as to what Bitcoin is by uh, McMaster and his colleagues. And, and there's a lot of back and forth of clarifying, okay, well, this is actually how Bitcoin works. But Craig is very insistent the entire time that I see the Bitcoins as money. And from a legal perspective and from a tax perspective, he keeps reiterating that Bitcoins are money, um, that they, they shouldn't be treated any differently than currency. Um, and so... Uh, you know, right after he says, I, I guess I gained a bit of paranoia on that one, talking about the 2010 uh, experience with the Australian tax office. Um, McMaster says, look, I can understand where you're coming from, okay? And I can also understand the communication confusion because you clearly see these things as Bitcoins. Craig Wright says, I see them as money. McMaster says, you see them as currency and you treat them in the same way. And when you talk to us about them, that's how you talk about them. And unfortunately, that has created a confusion around what actually occurred. And that's all that me as a director and Marina as my assistant commissioner are trying to clarify. What are the true facts here? And if at the end of the day, you've got a refund, you've got a refund. End of story, you're entitled. So there's a very big dispute that Craig has pretty much been talking, you know, this doesn't surprise me, talking past the ATO, assuming that Bitcoins are money, right? Uh, now, February 18, 2014, okay? Any questions so far, Corey? Uh, <laughs> just... This transcript is mind blowing, but yes. but uh, I would recommend yeah, no, a lot no of people big... check it out. Yeah, yeah, no big questions though. Okay, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so can you tell me if you can hear this when I play this? Uh, hold on, let me uh unmute. Can people tell us if they can hear that? At least, is anyone, can anyone hear what I just played? Go for it. I cannot hear it. Okay. That is a bummer. 
that is a bummer, Corey. That is going to affect some of what we wanted to show. Yeah. <laughs> so we will put a link to this, and I will try and do my best to paraphrase. Um, so this is Bernard von Nothaus. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name exactly, but uh, the important thing is that he created the Liberty Dollar. Okay. This interview was published on YouTube on June 13th, 2014. Now, I have no idea when the actual interview took place. As far as I can tell, the actual movie that this interview is in wasn't released until 2015. Um, but we know at least that this interview existed by June 13th, 2014. Okay. And uh, we will actually put the links to this in the description. But uh, Bernardo Renathouse talks about how a mutual friend told him that Satoshi Nakamoto was inspired by him. Um, now, this is important in a lot of different ways. It'll become important as we continue through our timeline. But the one thing I find very interesting that most people don't realize is that Bernardo Nahaus was actually um, arrested. He was arrested for creating the Liberty Dollar. He was, he was viewed, he, he was proven in a court of law to be the money issuer, right? And because he was the issuer of the Liberty Dollar, he was thrown in jail. Any, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's important. That's again, June 13, 2014 is when we know that this interview was existed. He says a mutual friend confided in him that Satoshi Nakamoto was inspired by him. Okay. Okay. So July of 2014, um, we are not going to put this link out there, but, uh, because actually it's this person stole this from Vimeo, uh, because our good friend, the wild card made this documentary, I believe, um, or at least was involved in this interview. Uh, this is a very important interview. It was taken in July of 2014 with Craig Wright. Um, and it's in it, uh, he's asked, I wish we could play the videos. This is actually very, very frustrating. Um, but I will again summarize and we'll put a link. Uh, Craig Wright pretty much is very cryptic about when he got into Bitcoin, saying he has been in it for a long time, essentially. Um, and the other important thing is that he has an envision, and this is July 2014, he has a vision of putting the internet on Bitcoin. And he details that vision. And he details a vision of Bitcoin encompassing everything. And the reason why I bring that up is because if you actually look at everything that is out there publicly from Craig, he's very consistent. So that's the one thing you actually can't take away from him. You can argue he's crazy, but he's been consistently crazy. That's actually very, very important in my opinion, right? Um, because he, he never changes his tune. He's always had a vision, a very big vision for Bitcoin and uh that vision is pretty much putting the internet on bitcoin okay this is july of 2014. uh july of 2014 again he is quite public at this point um believe it or not and he actually appears on a radio show where he again echoes the exact same thing and i have a link to this uh, but it's not going to matter because we can't play it uh, but we will put a link in the description where he's on a radio show talking about bitcoin and he again reiterates that Bitcoin is money. Uh, Bitcoin is money and it deserves to be treated as money. And also we should put the internet on Bitcoin. <laughs> he describes that in, in much more elegant terms as well, right? Uh, now we're gonna keep going because this is again important because that interview with the ATO, that transcript for the ATO was in February of 2014. So this is all in the same year, okay? And if you look at that transcript, Craig is very consistent saying, I see this as money. I see this as money. Here he is at a conference discussing with some panelists that Bitcoin is money. And again, I wish I could play this. It's actually a very cool clip, uh, funny clip, because he's 
everyone's a little <laughs> the two panelists are a little annoyed with him because he's a little prickly but he keeps going on and on and on saying uh you know uh bitcoin is money and, and, and what is money money is just a promissory note right and then he goes on about how the gold is not you know you don't actually get gold when you bring in uh, the dollar bill and all this other stuff it's a very very interesting clip because if you take it in the context of this transcript which again is legitimate it is legitimate by 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 all signs of it he was dealing with this aspect of the ato questioning whether bitcoins were money right and, and he kind of reiterates this many times in the interviews we have from 2014. um he's very passionate that bitcoin is just money uh money is used for for uh for money laundering uh that's why bitcoin really isn't that special and in fact Act, he again reiterates the claim that he's made all along that Bitcoin is a very terrible thing to use to buy illicit things because it's a signed confession, right? Whew. All right, Corey. Um, now, <laughs> next thing in the timeline. Any questions? Any questions? Or just keep going. Uh, I got nothing, but I'm, I'm just kind of going through the chat. Um, okay. I'm going to keep going. Nothing much in the chat. September of 2014, Satoshi Nakamoto's email account is hacked. Okay. Uh, basically, uh, someone claims that they hacked the Satoshi email account and they will uh, release Satoshi's secrets if they get paid in 25 Bitcoins and blah, 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 blah. They make a post on the P2P Foundation website. Um, and, and so basically, it, it appears that the Satoshi email was hacked. Okay. And actually, I believe Thamos gets a message from this account that uh, is just really, uh, he says, so either this, the email account was compromised since March or the attacker gained access to old emails when he compromised the account. Um, now, this is going to become important. October of 2015, Craig Wright is on a panel with Joseph Von Perling, Ed Moy, Ed Moy responsible for prosecuting Edward Von Nothaus, Trace Mayer, Nick Zabo, and Craig Wright. And I wish again that I could play this for you and it would actually work, but you can do this on your own. Uh, Craig Wright introduced himself as someone who's been involved in, the, in, in this stuff for a long time. Uh, Bitcoin Bell kind of challenges him on it a little bit. And she says, uh, you know, well, like, who are you? Like, like, you know, whatever. And he says, well, I'm, I kind of do a lot of everything. I have a law degree. I have, um, I have so many degrees. I can't even remember them right now. Things like that. Right. Um, hey, you can't do subtitles, can you? Well, hey, you know, that's, that's worthless. Right. Cause then people listening to on the, the audio, they're not going to like that. So uh, we'll put links. That's we'll put true. Links. I was just yeah. going to say, we could read it out loud kind of, or like kind of, uh, yeah, it would but... be good. We'll, we'll, you know, know. We'll, we'll keep this moving along. We'll keep this moving along. Um, okay. But and there's so many things in this video. This is a really interesting video. Um, the other thing is, who is this guy, Joseph von Perling? And I apologize for even having to make people public that probably would prefer not to be public, but it's important for the historical record, in my opinion. So we're going to ask, who is this guy a little bit later on? Um, he he's, goes by New Liberty on the Bitcoin talk forum. Again, Craig Wright is kind of challenged on like, who are you, you know, whatever else by Bitcoin Bell and he kind of just dodges the question but the very interesting part of this whole thing is that he craig makes a very very important claim about the turing completeness of bitcoin okay and nick zabo is kind of like i don't know what the hell you're talking about um he said you should write a paper on that because you're you're pretty much alone in that zabo gets pretty annoyed by the end of the panel um 
and and Craig starts talking about how it's a it's a two stack push down automata just like fourth and blah 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 right again a very consistent message that we've heard and uh and, and if people haven't been paying attention Craig Wright's turn complete paper was just published um and, and peer-reviewed so that claim holds up and of course Clemens Lay figured this out as well on his own um and he actually Clemens actually when Craig Wright was first kind of became public uh I believe Clemens and Ryan found this video and uh that's what, what kind of encouraged Clemens to email all the people on this panel saying, hey, I, I proved Bitcoin's turn completeness, right? Um, so that's something very new and novel. And it's kind of like, who, who is this guy? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, very, very interesting video. I encourage everyone to watch it. He has a lot of interesting claims throughout it. And he also echoes again that Bitcoin is money. Bitcoin is no different than money. Get over it. Um, all right. So that is October of 2015. On December 8th, 2015, I forgot to get a link, but I'll pull this up. Wired publishes an article titled, Bitcoin's creator Satoshi Nakamoto is probably this unknown Australian genius. So again, there's been no claim that Craig Wright is Satoshi Nakamoto up until this point. This is Wired writing an article, essentially doxing Craig claiming that he is the creator of Bitcoin. Um, and they talk about that panel that we just mentioned, right? And I will reiterate that this is on December 8th of 2015. The entire article, as you can see, they link out to the panel. The entire article is very interesting. Uh, it, it goes through a lot of stuff. It mentions this blog post that again, we're not gonna even touch the blog post, but Wired used this alleged blog post from January 10th, 2009, saying Bitcoin, titled Bitcoin. Well, e-gold is down the toilet. Good idea. <clears throat> but again, centralized authority. The beta of Bitcoin is live tomorrow. This is decentralized, dot, dot, dot. We try until it works. Some good coders on this. The paper rocks. And he links out to the Bitcoin paper, white paper. Um, they claim to have leaked emails between... Craig uh, and uh, I don't think and Kleiman. So the Wired actually also alleges that Kleiman was involved in Bitcoin's launch. Um, they claim that the Bitcoins are locked up in this tulip trust and all sorts of stuff. So they make a lot of crazy claims. Um, but I want to again reiterate something very important that the claim is that Craig Wright came out as Satoshi Nakamoto. That is not true. That has never been true. Uh, Wired published an article claiming that Craig Wright was Satoshi Nakamoto. Okay. The next day, Craig's Australian residence was raided by the ATO. Okay. So th this is the timeline of events. I, I, we've talked to you about how Craig was trying to work with the ATO to identify tax. Uh, December 8th, Wired publishes the article claiming that Craig Wright is Satoshi. The next day, Craig's Australian residence, where he wasn't at, there at the time, was raided by the ATO. Okay. Now, this is, of course, where the stories start to get interesting. On the same day, December 9th, Ian Grigg, the guy who created triple ledger accounting, okay? This guy is responsible for creating triple ledger accounting. Writes this on Twitter. <clears throat> I've been in contact with friends and family of Dr. Craig Wright. Here's what pieced together. NB, the facts are evolving as you will see. For some time, 
Craig Wright has been a victim of an extortion plot for money and other outrageous things. Also persistent hacking events. So if you remember correctly, uh, that hacking claim about the alleged Satoshi Nakamoto email was a year prior from this event, a little over a year prior. Uh, so Ian Grigg again claims, Craig Wright has been a victim of an extortion plot for money and other outrageous things. When outrageous man demands were ignored, extortionists threatened to reveal to ATO if demands not met. Extortionists proved intent by revealing claims to press and others. Several were relayed back to Craig Wright. Evidence is clear. It is understood that hacker and extortionist are working together, maybe the same person, to cover tracks or inside access, question mark. Precise timeline not clear, but five, quote, journalists, two mags, and ATO fell for extortionist slash hacker doxing, raced each other to disgrace. Unclear if extortionist was coordinating or they coordinated directly. Extortionist slash hacker dangerous and mentally unstable. End. All right. <clears throat> <Oof>. <laughs> As Ian Grigg on December 9th, 2015. Okay. Okay. So we're going to move on to 2016 after I clear my throat a little bit. Do you want to drink some water? <sighs> Drinking beer. Because <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm just watching a little bit about what's going on in the chat, and I just okay. want to make make just a quick uh, reiteration that you know, if you should go back to the beginning of the show and what we mentioned about this, but like, again, we hate the fact that we have to bring people involved, but that's unfortunately been one of the biggest um, things that have been holding us back is people making people uh, the biggest factor of their decisions, so. We're doing this as a just straight up of what are the facts, what's the timeline, and that's what it is. So I just want to get that out of the point because there's been a lot of discussion in the chat. Just, you know, we shouldn't worry about the people. Screw it. We're done. You know, blah, blah, blah. So. Correct. And and, and maybe actually, uh, and I do want to, I saw Ryan, triple entry accounting. Thank you. Not triple ledger accounting. Triple entry accounting. Ian Grigg is associated with. Um, this is important. So everyone's like, well, why Ian Gregg? <clears throat> how would Ian Gregg know all of this stuff, right? About Craig? How would, how would, you know, who are the friends and family that, that Ian Gregg was in contact with? Well, that brings us to the next part of the story. May 2nd, 2016. This is a very important day. This is five months after the doxing by Wired in the alleged, um, or the raid by the ATO. Okay. <clears throat> and Ian Gregg publishes on uh, financialcryptography.com. Satoshi is dead. Long live Satoshi. Team leader comes out. Uh, and and this, we haven't even talked about the rest of the contents of this day, but uh, I, while we're talking about Ian Grigg, I'll just mention that he, he posts this, uh, this post. Craig Wright has just outed himself as the leader of the Satoshi Nakamoto team. I confirm that this is true, both from direct knowledge and a base of evidence. Uh, he references CARS, C-A-R-S. Um, this is this is very important. He's essentially saying that he's making this reliable statement. You can read what this is. Um, but uh, essentially, it, it's an idea about how to create a web of trust, right? Um, now, he writes, in an article in The Economist, Craig credited the late Dave Kleiman as a member of the team. I confirm Kleiman was a member of the team. The death of Kleiman left the team somewhat unbalanced, and it played Mary Hell 
on the lives of those left in the team. It is no exaggeration to say that the Satoshi experience marked the people far more than could be appreciated from outside. They changed, their personalities flayed, their tempers tested, their lives turmoiled. Dave Kleiman died in suspicious circumstances, a story yet to be fully told. Whatever they are, they became, they suffered as different people, and I cannot say for better or for worse. Satoshi Nakamoto was cryptography's best kept secret since Enigma. For more than six years, the secret was held by a tiny bunch of supporters ring fencing around the team for privacy, for safety, and for fear. Sometime in summer of 2015, the secret started to spread and the writing was on the wall. An extortionist and a hacker started attacking, perhaps together, perhaps apart. To add to the woes, Dr. Wright and his companies were engaged in a long, harsh, bitter battle with the Australian tax office. Satoshi's various enemies are keeping mum on what they did, but it seems fair to say that the attackers conspired to attack Dr. Wright. On December 8th, 2015, a clear result was found in the paparazzi days led by lowbrow gutter press Wired and Gizmodo. These tabloids launched horrible attacks within hours of each other, and a couple of hours later, the ATO raided both home and office, a clear sign of coordination. Since then, the team has been more or less in hiding, guarded, at great expense and at some fear. Since then, the journalists and editors have one unified name, MUD. Craig Wright left Australia shortly after and set up in a new location, disclosed as London, with new business, new corporation, new teams. Now that he has come out as the team leader, as the quintessential genius behind the team, a new chapter opens up, but also closes. Satoshi Nakamoto dies with this moment. Satoshi was more than a name. It was a concept, a secret, a team, a vision. Now Satoshi lives on in a new form, changed, but much, much of the secret is gone, but the vision is still there. Satoshi Nakamoto is dead. Long live Satoshi. Craig the man. Yet a warning to all. Satoshi was a vision, but Craig is a man. The two are not equal, not equivalent, not even close. Which is why the team aspect is so important to understand, something the world will not appreciate for some time. It is true that Craig is the larger part of the genius behind the team, but he could not have done it alone. Nor, as a warning, is the man the vision, not even close. As you come to know Craig, you will discover he is no legend, no god, no savior. He's just a guy, a prickly one at that. He's a lot like those very difficult geek slash nerd slash blatherers that turn minor IT support into social drama. In short, Craig is human in that very way that Satoshi could never be. This doesn't detract from the magnificence of history that speaks for itself. But please, don't dump your visionary expectations onto one man. He's not up to it. You're not going to like the result, and it's inhuman. Satoshi Nakamoto has died, yet long live. Yet long may Satoshi live. Now we really are Satoshi. Now you all are. There is no longer any excuse. We each in every way are responsible for taking the vision forward. Now, uh, I apologize for reading the entire post, but I, I think it's, number one, a very, very well-written post. And I think it, it Ian Grigg is very well-respected. And uh, this is an important post that, again, I don't think people are even aware exist. And, and this is why we're even doing this. This is, this is history. It's important to document this. Okay, this is again, May 2nd, 2016. May 2nd, 2016 becomes crazier as in the same day. Uh, and this is before Ian Griggs post. This is before Craig even posted anything. Uh, Gavin Andreessen writes, I believe Craig Wright is the person who invented Bitcoin. Uh, 
his post is much shorter. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but basically he says that he was flown out to London and uh, he, he's convinced beyond a reasonable doubt that Craig Wright is Satoshi. Uh, he cleared up a lot of the mysteries when they had their meeting and uh, Gavin Andreessen also claims that uh, he saw cryptographic proof. On the same day, we have John Matonis, How I Met Satoshi. <clears throat> Craig, uh, John gives a, a pretty much a, a very much longer post, um, but I think it's very well worth reading. Uh, how he talks about the first time that he met Craig Wright, June 4th, 2015, during a conference, uh, and walks away with having this weird feeling of having met Satoshi. And he says that uh, basically he, he, you know, he saw proof as well in London. <clears throat> May 2nd, 2016. You're doing a great job, by the way. Thank you. Uh, Joseph Von Perling confirms that, and there, there's an entire story. I'm not actually going to read, not going to read this entire story, but Joseph Von Perling claims that uh, he met Satoshi Nakamoto at a hacker conference in 2005. And someone asked, was it on May 2nd, was it CSW you made that promise to 11 years ago? Joseph responds, yes. Only wish I could repay him for all the years he worked on this without me. I'll do what I can now. Wait, seriously? Craig was the person you told me came up to you years ago? Life would be a lot easier for me right now if it weren't so. But yes, I could not be more certain. Uh, I'm going to bring up this other Reddit post, actually, that references Joseph's tweet. <clears throat> This is from a man I, I, I greatly respect. I've met. Uh, uh, I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this post. But uh, his name is Simon Belmond, uh, and he wrote a Reddit post that on a bit on a um, a Reddit comment on a Reddit post that references that tweet I just showed you. And he talks about how he met Joseph von Perling, and Joseph has told him this story. He says, "I will state several things," and this is going to bring a few things full circle. Joseph von Perling has mentioned this to others as well, for sure to the reference BTC magazine journalists, as well as to Bernard von Nothaus, friend of JPP and creator of Liberty Dollar, who spoke publicly about having a friend who knows who Satoshi is. So, uh, and, and if you actually, again, watch that panel that I just referenced, Joseph von Perling lectures Ed Moy about, uh, <laughs> lectures Ed Moy about the prosecution of, of uh, Bernard von Nothaus. And so it's actually, very clearly plausible that this is true, uh, that he is the mutual friend that says Satoshi Nakamoto was inspired by him. Uh, the claim is that he met Satoshi at a crypto conference in 2005 in the Netherlands. Uh, and then there's there's a few other things to this post. Again, we will uh, link to this. But that's, that's a very, very interesting account as we can bring back the reason why we even showed that Bernardo Nothaus interview is that uh, it seems to correspond with this entire story. All right, now, May 2nd, 2016. This is where things get controversial, Corey. <laughs> All right. John Paul Satra, Signing and Significance on drcraigwright.net. If I sign myself John Paul Satra, it is not the same as if I sign myself John Paul Satra, Nobel Prize winner. John Paul Sartre, <laughs> John Paul Sartre, Sartre, I don't know, Sartre, 1964. In the first paragraph of this post, I remember reading that quote many years ago, and I've carried it with me uncomfortably ever since. 
However, after many years and having experienced the ebb and flow of life those years have brought, I think I am finally at peace with what he meant. If I sign Craig Wright, it is not the same as if I sign Craig Wright Satoshi. Now, uh, he echoes this post again. I'm sure everyone's read it, but uh, there probably is plenty of people that have just spout shit and they haven't actually read this. Um, he thanks the people who have worked on Bitcoin. He says, Satoshi is dead, but this is only the beginning. In the remainder of this post, I will explain the process of verifying a set of cryptographic keys. This is precisely what he does in the rest of the blog post. That's all there is to it. Does he prove that he is Satoshi Nakamoto? What is proof? Uh, this, this again, the claim is that he faked the signature of Satoshi Nakamoto, but that's not actually true. He pretty much demonstrated that he cannot prove this. It cannot be proven. All he can prove is that he holds the keys. Okay. And you know, whatever else, this whole post, I'm not even going to into it because then people are just going to use that as ammo. But uh, May 2nd, 2016, this post is made. Okay. You can do with it what you will. Now, BBC video. You can read this, but uh, this is him telling the BBC reporter that he's going to sign a message with the publicly associated with the first transaction ever done Bitcoin. And who does the world think to that first transaction? And he very hesitantly says the moniker is Satoshi Nakamoto. And this is one of, you're going to show me that Satoshi Nakamoto is you. And he just kind of goes, yes. Okay. And this is after another interview that he has with, uh, there's plenty of interviews if you watch from that same day. He's actually very hesitant saying that uh, there are other people that helped me. I was the main part of it. So that echoes Ian Greg's statement about the team uh, behind Bitcoin. <sighs> All right. Again, we're just talking the timeline here. Uh, the other reason I want to bring up this interview specifically, Corey, is again, I wish I could play the video. This part, uh, you can read the subtitles actually, of the stories that came out was that you were under investigation by the Australian tax authorities. Was that true? Craig Wright, no, I have companies that are under audit. The reason for that is that we have told the ATO everything. We have told them about the tax issues and implications, put everything with the auditors. And he goes on and on and you can see, uh, but this verifies the claim that he had been working with the Australian tax office to try and use Bitcoin as money. I again encourage, I mean, you can see I had this in my ear and it's very hard to talk during this, but uh, yeah. So anyone that was watching, but uh, again, you can go find out. Basically, he he echoes the sentiment that they don't understand it. And he had a lot of issues with uh, with uh, having them treat it as money. OK, um, I just want to mention because, I'm I, I, you know, uh, you know, people in the chat, irrelevant people, obviously, uh, but basically I'm not here to say Craig Wright's social media. I'm just, again, we're giving a historical timeline of, of what happened. So uh, on May 2nd, there was a Satra post. Now, this one published June 30th, 2016, The Satoshi Affair by Andrew O'Hagan, a very well-respected journalist. Okay. This, <laughs> this is actually really interesting uh, because uh, Craig actually does not seem fond of this 
this story. He doesn't actually seem fond of this version of events. Um, you can actually read at the very end that him and his uh, uh, wife claim that they were afraid Andrew knew too much. Um, I don't think Andrew signed an NDA or anything. I think that's also in this article. Um, I reminded them every time I tried to walk away from the story, like when they like when they tried to make me sign an NDA, they begged me to come back. But basically, Andrew Hagen in further interviews still claims that he thinks Craig Wright created Bitcoin. He just doesn't understand why he wouldn't prove it. Um, and I just find it interesting because Craig actually doesn't bring this article up ever. But I actually think if you read this whole article, which again, I don't think many people have actually read this whole piece. It's very long. It's very well written. Um, it, it pretty much echoes that this guy probably was involved with creating Bitcoin. Um, I, I find it interesting Craig doesn't like this this article. I don't really know why, uh, but uh, regardless, it's, it's a very compelling piece called The Satoshi Affair, written in the London Review of Books. <clears throat> um, timeline. Okay. Now, I see some things in the comments. I want to, I'm just going to tease here. What we are going to be writing about is the ATO piece of all this. The reason why we even bring this up in the timeline, we will have some very interesting things written about the ATO piece. Um, I'm just going to bring this up as part of the timeline because it will be important when we release the article next week. May 17, 2017, ATO officials, including Michael Cranston, who oversaw the Craig Wright investigation by the ATO, was arrested. So first he resigns, then he was arrested uh, for fraud. Uh, he has been formally charged in connection with $130 million worth of, of fraud. Okay. Uh, this investigation started in June of 2016, one month after Craig Wright says, I can no longer, I, I missed a part in the timeline, actually, geez, wow, uh, where Craig Wright says, I cannot do this. Uh, I don't have the courage to prove that I am Satoshi Nakamoto, and he walks away. That was, uh, I don't know, right after May 2nd, okay? But uh, basically, one month after all that stuff goes down, uh, an investigation begins into Michael Cranston, who oversaw the Craig Wright ATO investigation, and he's arrested for fraud. And I, I promise you, what, when you read what we write, you're going to be like, wow. <laughs> I just want to, I'm going to tease that a little bit. Okay. All right. Uh, we're pretty much at the end of our timeline that brings us into the modern Bitcoin era. But I did want to mention this one because uh, this is June 30th, 2017. John Matonis gives up his speaking time to Craig Wright. And uh, I encourage everyone who hasn't watched this this video to watch it. Um, it, it. It echoes someone who believes in Bitcoin and believes that it can encompass the globe. So uh, this is the end of our timeline because I'm going to bring this into the modern era of Bitcoin Cash, obviously, and Bitcoin SV. Um, but that is our timeline of Craig Wright and Bitcoin. Now here we are. What's Satoshi's vision? So, uh, we are at the modern. I'm going to stop sharing. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of reading. I don't even know how long we've been doing this, uh, but um, we're on the, about 52 minutes. About all right, good, good. So, the important thing that I think we just wanted to, or, or that everyone should walk away from this from, is that uh, a lot of this stuff doesn't. People don't know this, so that's why we talked about it. Uh, all we did here was present a historical timeline. Um, I'm going to again tease 
that I believe when we publish the article next week, people are going to be very surprised and they might, they might come to have a bit more of appreciation for the timeline as well. That's all I'm going to say. Any comments, Corey? Any, uh, um, just that last speech, that John Matone speech. Like hmm. if anyone hasn't watched it, go watch it because I probably watch it like 20 times now. That's you, where like for me, the light bulb went off about a lot of things about Bitcoin that I didn't understand before that, that video. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It, 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 it I, I remember watching it when it like the, you know, the week it was published on YouTube and I was just like, wow, wow. It, it felt like something big was happening. It felt like those big things that, um, that were being hinted at, hinted at in May of 2016 were, were happening. And, uh, you know, it, I think you could go back and rewatch that and there's still stuff referenced in that pres presentation that hasn't become public yet. So, um, cool. So anything else, Corey? I mean, <laughs> I'm afraid to take questions from the chat. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah. we will, yeah, link, we will actually link to this stuff. I know we do not link to stuff because I suck, but we will actually link to this stuff. I promise. Cause we actually have stuff. I would at least. Out. Let's just make sure we add the links for the uh, the videos. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I, I do. And one thing I did see Ryan Charles post, and this is another thing. I mean, again, we, we need to. <laughs> there's so many things that it's hard to mention everything. The day Gavin Andreessen wrote that blog post, his commit access was removed from Bitcoin Core on May second of 2016. That's very important. It, it it's extremely important as. Well, that's speculation, so I can't say it, but. Uh, yeah, very, very important that that happened. And, 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 and there's a reason why that happened. In my opinion, that's opinion. That I will opinionize that part. Uh, so uh, other than that, uh, yeah, another good point brought up. <laughs> Ryan brought up a lot of good stuff here, actually. And there's a lot of good comments in the, in the thing. But uh, uh, I do want to mention that uh, Craig has never visited the U.S. as well. So that's also important. And Joseph von Perling commented that's cool he said bernard has never went to jail i thought he did so i apologize that's incorrect as well so sorry about that um cool please say something about the supercomputers forgot about that forgot about the supercomputers that's another interesting piece i will we will reference that in the article that's yeah, actually that very important to article. the article so uh that uh, that will be referenced there so thank you for uh Thank you for reminding us of that as well. Um, that's all I got. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of good comments actually in the comment section. Surprisingly, I was expecting a lot more worse things. So, uh, Liberty Dollar Guy was convicted, but it is true that he never actually went to jail. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's helpful. Gotcha. Okay. That. Clears things up. All right, Corey. Um, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little, uh, yeah, just like. I'm excited to see the backlash from this one. And other than that, um, this this is important. Yeah, we'll put all the links. We'll put everyone's asking for links. We'll put all the links. We'll put all the links. Uh, so, yeah, very good, Corey. I guess the only thing I have, I do want to say with Bitcoin SV uh, is next week the new release is out. So February 11th is the release date of Bitcoin SV, the new client. Um, very excited about that because I'm hoping. I'm just speculating. I don't know anything, but I am hoping there's a few surprises as to some more kind of uh, 
unchaining of Bitcoin, unfucking, if you will, to quote Steve Shatters. Yeah, that's what they're calling it. Uh, so uh, I, I am hoping there's a few more things in there. I'm really looking forward to that. And the other reason why I want to get this out now is because I was afraid if we waited through this week, uh, we couldn't talk about that. And I think there's also supposed to be a stress test of 64 meg sustained blocks. So that'll be exciting too. So hopefully... Um, to mainnet? Yeah, on mainnet, allegedly. That's the yeah. plan. Uh, next week or, or that same week, they're planning to have 64 meg sustained blocks. So, um, really, really excited about that. <laughs> Alex, we will put links. He's he got in my ass. I did not put the links. <laughs> I promised for the links <laughs> last time, but I, I have them all written out this time. So, I will actually, I can just copy and paste this in the description. I promise. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for the, the reminder again. So, uh, I think we can call it there, right? Any, any other things you got? So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's too much information in this show. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for watching, listening, and we will see you next week.